Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Schaap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. By MinnowsPlus.com. From baits to waiters, if it helps you catch a fish, they have it. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Shap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Shap. Abraham Answer wins on the second playoff hole over Sam Burns and Hideki Matsuyama at the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational over at TPC Southwind in Memphis. After all three made par on number 18, the first playoff hole, Answer made birdie the next time to earn his first win on the PGA Tour. Harris English, who opened with a 62 and led after all three rounds, shot 73 on Sunday to finish one spot out of the playoff and in fourth place. Locally, the Arkansas State Golf Association held the state amateur at Pleasant Valley Country Club in Little Rock. Luke Long of Fayetteville won. Coming from behind, shooting a 5-under 67 on Saturday, he finished one shot ahead of Caleb Miller of Cabot, who went into the final round with the lead. It was the second time that Long has won the State Am. He also won in 2018 at Texarkana Country Club. MinnowsPlus.com. Minnows Plus is the one-stop shop for all fishermen. And yes, I know this is a golf podcast, but hey, golfers like to fish too. Sometimes they're fishing for their balls in the water. I've done that plenty of times. But hey, Minnows Plus, they have the full lineup of hooked coolers. You can get the 25 quart, the 35 quart, the 50 quart, all the way up to the 75 quart hooked coolers. Go to MinnowsPlus.com for more information. We're back after this break with part two of our sit-down with Gus Malzahn, the head coach of the Central Florida Knights. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. Me sponsoring a golf show is great irony. I've been a phenomenally bad golfer for 30 years. I don't know the difference between a penalty area and a bunker. I like it, but I'm really bad. You listen to this show and to Trey because he's a great golfer and knows the game backwards and forwards. I know auctions like Trey knows golf. I've been a professional auctioneer for 30 years. I know auctions. Trey knows golf. Listen to the correct expert. Call me to learn about auctions, not trade. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman auctions. Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of SureLife products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at MinnowsPlus.com. Now on the tee, Gus Malzahn with part two of our sit-down conversation in Orlando, Florida. David Basil, a couple of weeks ago, had a former player on of yours that uh, had five head coaches in his time at Arkansas Mm -hmm. State. Yeah. And he tells a story about you not recognizing some people and you're trying to get them out of 
kicked out of practice and everything. <laughs> what happened there? Yeah, well, and I actually, you know, heard that clip on Basil's show, you know, it was a couple of weeks ago, and I called Dave. I said, here's the sad thing about it. All three of those stories are true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you got to gotta set it up, okay? I just, I was, before I took the job, I was a coordinator at Auburn, and, you know, that Iron Bowl's a pretty important deal, and, you know, there's a lot of things that we'd have to do, you know, when we the week of the Iron Bowl, before we left the office, we'd turn the computers off, we'd take everything with us, and, you know, there's, uh, so, I'm, so I'm pretty paranoid, put that way. So when we got to Jonesboro, I carried that with me, all right? And, uh, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, that, that year in Jonesboro was really, really neat for me. Uh, I inherited some really good players. Uh, we won our conference, and, of course, the last game, it was just uh, – an unbelievable atmosphere, and uh, it was it was a super experience for me there. But wasn't that spring practice? Yeah, it was the first. Yeah, I think it was spring practice. You're kicking people out of spring yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, it's. Uh, it, it, I don't know if it was spring practice or the first. Uh, I think one of the stories was spring practice. I think a couple others were fall camp. Okay. Okay. So right before, maybe a week before the first game type deal. And if I remember right, it may have been Memphis. Okay, now Memphis was a rival, okay? Now, when you're at Arkansas State, you better beat Memphis. That So, it was kind of one of those deals. So, I think if we went back, in all fairness, I think it would probably be that week. So, you, you're you at UCF now. Who, who's the big rival here with UCF? Yeah, yeah. We've uh, – yeah, South Florida yeah. is a big one. Uh, that's the last game of the year. Um, and of course, we're trying to play some in-state schools right now. So, hopefully, eventually, that'll be one. You've got to play with some great guys on the golf course. Your time. Who are some of those those oh, God. guys that you've had? You, you know, Tom Kite, yeah. uh, Hale Irwin. I mean, those guys were just super gentlemen, but they were trying to also – they were really patient, okay? Uh, and then, of course, John Daly. That was probably my favorite. I mean, just to go out there and watch him hit it. And, um, you know, in those region pro-ams, you know, every year they'd put you with someone different. and. Um, Scott McCarron was, he, I think he just come off winning a huge tournament before I got a chance to play with him. But all those guys were, were super, they were very patient they tried to help you with your swing and, and, uh, but those, those guys were a lot of fun. Then Duffner, you know, Duffner's my guy, you know, and, uh, he's a big football fan. He'd travel with us when we'd go to, uh, you know, some of the games and, you know, he's a, he's a heck of a golfer too, but it was kind of a different feel when me and him are out there it's a different feel he's a friend of mine you right. know and uh but he can flat out play being self-taught did you ever ask them for some little tips or hey what am i doing here you know i'm i'm way down i'm 55 <laughs> you know so i don't know i probably should ask those questions when i was 35 but you, you know it, it's more when we're out there uh you know just fellowship and and fun you don't cuss when you hit a bad shot, what do you what do you say? I mean, I hear some people. That, I mean, they'll just they'll yeah. dog cuss themselves yeah. or the ball or something. But, but you don't. You, you know the, the the thing about golf, okay? Even if you don't cuss, it challenges you. I mean, if there was ever a sport that uh, would challenge people that don't cuss, it's golf. Uh, you know, I think it's um, you know you just don't let things come out of your mouth, and then in the heat of the battle, whether it's uh, fourth quarter of a game or hitting a bad shot when you're playing a good round you just kind of program yourself but but there is some some real negative thoughts that will go through my mind after a bad shot golf and what do you say oh gosh i don't know different things crud stuff like that i don't know 
crap. Yeah, I'll talk bad about myself. You know, like man, you're stupid. You know, something <laughs> like that. I'll 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 bad about myself, and I deserve it most time. Let's go to your first time of playing in the region's tradition. Yeah, you're staying in Birmingham uh-huh. the night before the tournament. You wake up, yeah. you go down to the car, and you've got Harley Davidsons yeah. all around you. Yeah, I had twelve of them. And uh, twelve of them, we got in the we got in the the police. These car. are motorcycles. These are motorcycles, and so we get in the police car, and there's twelve motorcycles, and it was probably twenty minute drive from where I was staying. <laughs> Pulled up to the front, and yeah, you feel pretty important when you get out. That Christy found out about it. She said, "We're not doing that no more." And so, so that was the last. I think uh, I think the other coach in the state of Alabama still does that, but from from then on, we just kind of had the. The state trooper just dropped us off casually. So you liked it? <laughs> she you know, didn't. I don't know. It was uh, it was a, uh, it was pretty cool. I guess a little bit, and it was kind of embarrassing when you pull up, and you know, there's there's twelve police officers, and they they probably need to be helping someone else instead of the coach <laughs> going to the region. So it was kind of that conflict in your mind, you know. Yeah, I, I can understand that. You're at a place now where Orlando is huge. I mean, you can go a yeah. lot of places yeah. and not be recognized, yeah. unlike Springdale, Arkansas, Fayetteville, Arkansas, yeah. Jonesboro, Arkansas, Auburn, Alabama. Right. Yeah, and, and that's been refreshing too. Um, you know, we're, there's over 2 million people here in Orlando, and it's been, you know, the, probably the first week or two I took the job, you know, our heads are on a swivel every time we go out. But, man, it's just like uh, it's been real refreshing and, uh, you know, something a little different, but I'm getting used to it. The SEC spring meetings in Destin, the head coaches go down there, and that's where a lot of the the talk gets done. Um, It's usually right after Memorial Day, or it is right after Memorial Day it starts. And uh, some of the football coaches like to get in there a little early and play some golf. Mm -hmm. And and you had a great group back in your days there, Coach Steve Spurrier. Hugh Freeze, mm-hmm. yourself, and sometimes Mark Stoops would even join you. Yeah, you know, Spurrier had been doing that for a long time. He had his own little group, and so when me and Hugh went, came in the league, um, he knew we both liked to play golf, and so he invited us. Of course, that was pretty cool. When Coach Steve Spurrier invites you to play golf, now you, you need to go. So uh, we just started making that a routine. We'd play real early uh, before our first day, and uh, he'd always have a game. Now, he's competitive now, and uh, he was he was really good. And, of course, he – Hugh Freeze is one of my one of my good friends, and he can he can flat out play. I mean, he is probably the only well besides Coach Spurrier that can play a whole lot of golf and still be a really good football coach. Okay, I don't know how they do that. I I can't do that, but but that that was some really good uh, good times. Uh, you know, with with the coaches when we were at that event. I was going to say, I I wonder how the fan base would like it if you've got a really good golfer that coaches football or do you want a really good football coach that also plays golf well you know coach spur and Hugh, they can do both and like i said they're the only two i know could do that i've got a i've got a i've got to stick with the football part you know so i'm going to play here um you know i guess i'm going to play today all right and i'll put my clubs up until after signing day in february Okay, I doubt Hugh Freeze is going to do that. So <laughs> you don't think he will? <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to put him up. I think he'll find a way to get out, but he still wins. Hugh Freeze is he the best head coach that's a golfer in college football? He he's one of them. Uh, yeah, he's got to be on that list. I mean, there's some other uh, there's some other good golfers, but he's right in that list. And um, now, if you say uh, best golfer 
slash best coach, he, he may be the guy. Okay, he's a real football coach. I mean, you look at what he's done. He's won everywhere he's been, you know, and he had Ole Miss rolling. Now he's got Liberty rolling. They're in the top 25. I think they'll be better this year than they were last year. So, uh, but yeah, if you put best coach slash golfer, it's probably him. Was there any trash talk when you and Spurrier and Freeze were playing? What was that like? <laughs> yeah, there's a, you know, first, for the first time you play with Coach Spurrier, I mean, Craig, you're nervous. I mean, golly, you know, and, but he, he has a way of kind of making things fun and loose, but he is a great competitor. The second, third time we played, yeah, we, we started talking just a little bit. And, of course, football coaches, that's just part of it. So it is a lot of fun. What would he say? Uh, he would, oh, if you hit a bad shot, now he ain't scared to tell you now. And uh, if he hits a good one, he'll tell you too. So uh, it was just that, uh, you know, that back and forth kind of uh, competitiveness, sportsmanship type deal football coaches can do. Because I, I remember, you know, his comments about what does FSU stand for, Free Shoes University, and, <laughs> you know, you can't spell citrus without UT. Yeah, he's quick too now. I mean, he, he's really quick. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, – and, and he's one of one of these guys that's really one of my mentors that I look up to that, you know, if i got a challenging situation, you know, I'll give him a call. And he's always been so good to me to, you know, give me his wisdom. He's right up the road. He's right up the road now, yeah. And he told me he's going to come by, come down and see me. He hadn't, hadn't done it yet, but uh, we've seen each other at a couple, uh, you know, events. And uh, he was out there at the Pebble Beach event. Maybe, maybe you need to get a get a game set up for late February with him. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll probably do that. Your staff down here. Any yeah. any of them play golf? No, uh, not very. No, uh, I've got one that probably shoot ninety five. That's good, but you know, so that's a good thing. They're working. Okay, they're not playing golf. They're not getting distracted with golf. No, we don't. We don't have very many guys. Um, really, even my off the field guys don't play a lot of golf. Yeah, you've got a great one in SJ Tui. Yeah, but he's not a great golfer. Okay, he's uh, matter of fact, I can beat him right now. So he is the guy that will go out and uh, play a round or two, and he's going to shoot probably ninety. So when you play, do you play for anything? Uh, maybe lunch. You know, something like that. Um, five dollars, like me and you play for five dollars, and of course we're playing later today. I'm planning on beating you. I just want to say that ahead of time. I can cut that out of here if I want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably won't. Oh, speaking of the five dollars, you bring that up, yeah. and yeah. I have a little something here in my bag that I want to bring out and give to you. Yeah. And um, I believe this is from, uh, yep, the Raven Golf Club at Sandestin. Uh, there's a scorecard. What does that say? Golly, yeah, seventy-one, and you, and you did shoot seventy-one that day. You chipped in first hole, something like that. I shot eighty-three. I mean, that's solid, but uh, that seventy-one, you got me by twelve strokes. That's not good. And you wanted to play straight up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, straight up. The, the problem was I never even got close enough to put a little pressure on you because I really wanted to see how you responded to pressure. So hopefully today, you know, that'll change. Can I get an autograph on that $5 bill? Yeah, you can. I'll, I'll do that. See, I couldn't do that at, at SEC Media Days. I'd get kicked out. <laughs> really? Because you can't ask for autographs there. Oh, great. I didn't realize that. Boy, COVID has been bad, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it has. Uh, last year was just an unbelievable challenge with everything that you had to do just to get to the game, and uh, that was that was very unique. So we're really hoping this year it's a little more, you know, under control. Interlocking 
Country Club. Yep. Uh, you're a member of it down mm-hmm. here in Orlando, and it uh, it's nice course, man. It tough is, course. It's really nice, and it's really tough. I think it's a course that you've got to play quite a bit before, or at least for me. I'm going to need to play it quite a few more times before I get comfortable. There's water on every hole. The greens are elevated, uh, but it's really nice. Down here in Orlando, there are several good golf courses mm-hmm. that you could easily find time. And like you said, you put the golf clubs up, you bring them out after signing day in February, yeah. and the weather's perfect down here. Yeah, that's exactly right. So at, right after signing day, that's when I'll bring them back out. And, you know, I was hired February 15th. It was 82 degrees. So, yeah, I'm planning on playing a lot of golf in February and March and in April next year. You know what the temperature was in Little Rock, Arkansas, about February 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th? What was it? Well, it got down to one degree. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of golf being played then, huh? Coach, yeah. there were, there were, I think there were like 22 inches of snow on the ground. Wow. Man. And you're down here in sunny Florida. So, yeah, yeah not a lot of golf yeah. being played up there. But yeah. down here, you can play year-round. Yeah, that, that's exciting for me. Give me a golf course that you haven't played that you want to. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, I nothing comes to mind at, at this point. I mean, in, well, you've I walked mean, the old course, but you haven't played. Well, it. Oh, okay. Now, now, okay. I was thinking in the states. No, the old course would be number one. I do want to go over there and play it. Um, I think what do they have the open next year there? I want to go watch it too. Again, maybe I'll make it to Sunday this time. But yeah, the old course would be one. Um, yeah, that, that's really about it. That's it. I, I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, for me. I mean, Pebble Beach was always something that, man, I just finally got a chance to play it. It was everything I thought it'd be. But, yeah, if I could if I could play the old course, I think I would feel good, at, feel good about everything. What else is on your bucket list? Do you have a bucket list? No, not, not so much. Um, you know, playing Augusta was one. I mean, I never thought I'd do that. So, and you've done it eight times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I got a chance to go to. I should have said this earlier, but I got a chance to go watch some Sunday rounds at Augusta. You know, with Tiger right in the middle of it, and it was everything as good as you think it would be. Uh, you know, with that. But you know, bucket list. Uh, maybe the Army Navy game. I mean, I'd like to go to the Army Navy game one time to experience the pageantry and everything that goes with it. When you're done and everything, you're you're going to be at peace if UCF can accomplish what? Well, I mean, like I said earlier, our goal right now is to win a championship. I mean, and right now we're with the dynamics of college football kind of changing, but I think we're in a good spot. And if the dominoes fall like I think they're going to fall, I think we're going to have a real chance to do that. And I would be at peace if we could win a championship here. I like to ask everybody before we're done, what's in the bag? So what? What's in your golf bag? What clubs are you playing? Uh, what do I got? Titleist. Um, I, honestly, I played with just about every brand. I'm not like a, a big brand guy. Uh, as long as it's got a, got a good feel and I get used to something, uh, that's important. When you turn on the TV, who is must watch when you're watching golf? Who who okay. will besides Tiger? Oh, okay, yeah. See, that's a tough one for me because uh, if Tiger's on. And it's a Sunday, and he's in the middle of it in the Sunday. I'm gonna figure out a way to watch it. Okay, I don't care what's going on. You'll 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 quit watching film to well, watch Tiger. I, I will. Like I'll put it on my phone or something. I'll do both. Okay, if it's late in the back nine Sunday, yeah. Um, you know, I, I like Dustin Johnson a lot. Um, Kepka, I like him. Uh, he's a real player. Um, so yeah, those are those are the guys that 
that I usually root for. And, awesome. and Duffner, okay? I got to – I mean, like, if my man Duff is in the middle of anything, I'm going to watch him too. Now, you were telling me a funny story at dinner last night about Duffner and how he would – when he's walking around St. Andrews, all the kids are chasing him and everything, trying to get his autograph, and, and he's got a hoodie up. He's trying to – Yeah. But he's got that walk that is so recognizable. Yeah. You, you know, of course, I knew, you know, in the United States, he's a big star too. But, you know, overseas, I didn't have a clue. He's probably a bigger star when we were at St. Andrews than he is here. Yeah, we were uh, – we were – you walk just about everywhere when you're at St. Andrews and, and – uh so we were walking to eat, and some of the little kids kind of saw who he was. And you're exactly right. He's got that walk. And I'm talking about there was hundreds of them. And uh, <laughs> reality hit me like, hey, that, that dude's a pretty important guy now. It's kind of like you if you were walking around Auburn, Alabama, and someone saw you. Well, if you've, you know, maybe after you beat Alabama. <laughs> 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 but you know it just it just depends that goes week to week all right last question have you and christy found a waffle house here in orlando where you're going to go after games we there's one i think that's about an hour i mean excuse me uh, about a mile um uh, around the corner and we've kind of got it circled we've not visited there uh but but that's the one we got circled coach good luck all right. Thanks for having me. One of our great sponsors here on From the Short Grass is Blackman Auctions. BlackmanAuctions.com. Now, don't forget, August the 25th at 8 a.m., they have their August Arkansas Contractors Auction, 425 Blackman Road in Lone Oak, Arkansas. Go to BlackmanAuctions.com. You can find more information on the website there. Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of SureLife products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at minnowsplus.com. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. Me sponsoring a golf show is great irony. I've been a phenomenally bad golfer for 30 years. I don't know the difference between a penalty area and a bunker. I like it, but I'm really bad. You listen to this show and to Trey because he's a great golfer and knows the game backwards and forwards. I know auctions like Trey knows golf. I've been a professional auctioneer for 30 years. I know auctions. Trey knows golf. Listen to the correct expert. Call me to learn about auctions, not Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. On the tee with our weekly rules segment, here's PGA Master Professional Adam Carney. Adam Bunkers. Uh, we've talked about on podcasts before, you can now move loose impediments in bunkers, but I want to talk specifically, my ball's in a bunker. Uh, unfortunately, I hit a bad shot to wind up in a bunker. Now, I have to go in there and hit it out of there. Mm-hmm. But let's say I've got to walk maybe 30 yards from the edge of the bunker to get to it. It's a big bunker. Right. But I want to care for the course, so I can now take the rake and drag it behind to clean my footprints mm-hmm. because I might be going out of the bunker at a different side. Right. In the past, you couldn't do that. And that's been a while ago. That's not that's part not part of the the reorganization of the rules. But um, there's there've been, for lack of a better term, a lot of old wives' tales about bunkers and what you could and couldn't do in bunkers. Um, you know, we we talk about. Um, raking the bunker as a courtesy 
um, of keeping the clean golf course tidy. Um, we talk about, okay, I'm, I'm going to enter the bunker here, but I'm going to exit over there. I can rake my way to the ball, uh, which is, is okay. Um, it's, it's, it's changed solely because we, we want to, you know, make sure the course is, is tidy and we want it in good condition for the players playing behind us. So yeah, that's, that's one thing that we did allow, um, prior to the reorganization, that was a change that was made, um, at, Previously, that would have been considered, quote-unquote, testing the surface of the bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as nothing is done in the process of, of gaining information, you know, and testing the surface of the bunker. And I think we can, we can, we can argue that until the day's over on whether or not somebody's gleaming some type of information when they do that. Um, I think the overall decision to say, hey, look, you know, again, pace of play, you know, but I think too, Adam. Most times when you walk into a bunker, you can kind of tell how the surface of it is. Well, yeah, because you're allowed to fairly take a stance, right? Which is is something that um, also gets deliberated a lot. You know, I'm allowed to to fairly take a stance. I can move my feet back and forth and kind of dig in into the bunker, and you know, I'm going to glean some of that information from that as well. Um, you know, a lot of I and mean, we still can't sole the golf club in the bunker. Um, so if I'm, if I've taken my stance in the bunker and I'm, you know, getting ready to hit the shot and I, I put the, the, the wedge down in on the sand, you know, I've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, because in all likelihood, if I haven't, um, tested the surface of the bunker, I've probably improved my lie. Right. Um, and so, uh, we had a lot of people say, oh, you can't take the rake in the bunker with you. Um, you can't take, you know, I don't know which club I want to hit. Do I want to hit the 59 degree? You could take all 14 clubs into the bunker with you if you wanted to. You, if you're walking and have a carry bag, you can set your, your carry bag down in the bunker without question. And you, you always have been able to do that. Um, there are a lot of people say, oh, you can't do that. And, you know, that's, I hate to say it, that's a junior golf parent. I'm going to call you on this thing. It's not a penalty. As, as long, Again, as long as nothing's being done to, you know, uh, test the surface of the bunker but the you know the other thing we have um is building a stance uh, in a bunker and um the, the the one that pops to mind was was calvin pete back in the 80s um calvin Pete, and they showed this this video i don't know how many millions of times i've seen it his ball's kind of up on the lip of the bunker and you know he just started he basically built two steps with his feet so he could get a stable position um, and in so doing, he built a stance in the bunker. Um, he, he did not have to deal at that point with the natural slope that his ball was on. Um, and so we still can't build a stance in a bunker, but we, allowed, we are allowed to fairly take a stance in the bunker. Bunkers themselves, really, it hasn't changed a whole lot other than, you know, removing loose impediments. Um, we do have um, a scenario now for taking relief from an unplayable ball in a bunker mm-hmm. um, we always had the option of two club lengths from where the ball lay or keeping the point where the ball lay between you and the hole and and dropping the ball in the bunker um, under penalty of one stroke but with the reorganization we now have extending beyond and going outside of the bunker and dropping it outside the bunker however you're going to incur a two-stroke penalty instead of instead of the one-stroke penalty for doing that so um, you know maybe I think maybe that was done to soften it for recreational golf people to just say, "Hey, 
I'm not, not going in there. I'm not hitting that shot. Yeah. I don't want to play it out of this bunker in any way, yeah. shape, or but form. But I've got a five dollar bet on the hole that I I can't just yeah. give up. Yeah. So I've got I got one you know I got one bullet left in the gun, and I'm going to take the two stroke penalty and try and chip it in off exactly this lush fairway here. Now I'm taking the club back, and I accidentally clip yep. the sand. Yeah. I don't know that I did it, but what if my that's a tough one, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's, uh, you know, we've seen it recently. I think I saw one happen. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but the most notable is Patrick Reed. I personally, I know Patrick Reed gets a lot of heat for things. I personally would give him a pass on that one. I don't think he knowingly did that. You know, if you have a very, you know, distinguished clump of sand behind your golf ball, you know, you're going to take extra precaution to make sure that you don't swipe that sand out of the way on your downswing. Mm-hmm. Or on your backswing, excuse me. Um, but there, there are times where things happen where the slightest bit of sand is moved when that happens, and I don't think the player does it intentionally. But you go back to playing the golf ball as it lies, and when that sand is gone, that sand is no longer going to interfere with the downswing, uh, which could re- improve the results of your shot. So. It, it's it's a delicate balance. It's just one of those things that's that's still out there. It's still a rule. Probably is a good rule because I think if we change it, we open Pandora's box and and say, hey, you know, we can now we can do all kinds of things that that re- kind of ruin the spirit of the game. He's Adam Carney. If you've got a question on the rules of golf, email us from the shortgrass at gmail dot com. That'll do it for this edition of From the Short Grass. I'll leave you with this quote from Ben Hogan. This is a game of misses. The guy who misses the best is going to win. Remember to always repair your ball mark on the green and a couple of more, and I hope to see you from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. From the Short Grass is brought to you by minnowsplus.com and Blackman Auctions. This has been a presentation of of the Buzz Radio Network.